what's going on over there? And some, he goes, okay, so you guys got firearms? Yes, I need to see them. So we look at him and says, you want to see them all? <laughs> he goes, uh, yeah. So we started opening up our cases. Oh, and, my yeah, goodness. <laughs> and there's 40 guns in the middle of JFK Airport. He's like, oh, my God, are they all unloaded? Hey, this is Brian with Hunter's HD Gold. This episode of Hunter's HD Gold Behind the Lens is brought to you by Connor Gold. Connor Gold is a premier lifestyle brand for those who work hard and play harder. Grab your Connor Gold from the Hunter's HD Gold Magical Mystery Tour or from ConnorGoldHemp.com. When ordering, use Hunter's HD for another 20% off. I travel all over the United States sponsoring matches, meeting shooters, organizers, and match directors. I'm ready to start asking those tough questions everyone wants to know the answers to. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Hunter's HD Gold Behind the Lens. All right, welcome back to another episode of Hunter's HD Gold Behind the Lens. Today I have with me Anthony Bruno and Jimmy Byrne. How are y'all doing today? Excellent, bro. Good, good, good. Good deal. We're here at the Long Island Practical Shooters Association range where we've got the Long Island Steel Shoot. Knockdown Steel. Knockdown Steel. So it's an all-steel match. It's been really fun to look at as far as how it was set up. A lot of y'all are challenging stages from my point of view. I travel matches every weekend. I like, when I see something different, it's like, oh. So <laughs> really nice what you've done. And, and this is the first match I've ever been to where the Hunter's HD Gold stage actually has all yellow painted steel and there was a post on facebook about that about well i wonder how the amber lens is going to do against the you know the yellow and I actually when i have to look at it myself it actually makes the yellow targets pop even better than the white targets and i was really shocked by that because that was a nice thing i never responded to the facebook post but i can go back now or they can listen to the podcast and find out yellow paint will work great with the um, steel targets so good intel for uh ipsic shooting it, it was really yes. good it was, it was really good okay but so so anthony correct me if i'm wrong but this was was kind of your idea to do, to do the steel shoot tell me about it what what, what was your plan so uh just uh shooting matches throughout the country and traveling we uh we started attending a match years ago when i first got into shooting it was probably one of the first steel matches or first matches i even shot was out in uh, palmyra uh pa the um the pa what we got there the pa shootout uh the psa the palmyra right. palmyra shooting association runs a all knockdown steel match good what year was that Oh, that had to be back in, I'm going to say, 2014-ish. Okay, okay. 14-ish. We, uh, that was probably the first time I shot that match. A couple of guys from work were like, hey, you like shooting? You got to come out try this match. It's a lot of fun. All steel. Who doesn't like shooting steel? So I went out, attended that, and just got hooked from that. Um, I'm going to say that match probably started my shooting career, right? And then uh, go shooting that match for a couple of, the, couple of years. We kind of got the idea of... Uh, you know, I got the idea and then brought it to these guys here at the club and said, hey, can we run this uh, style shootout, style steel match uh, out here in Long Island? A couple guys kicked around and said, yeah, why not? You know what? It's a pretty uh, friendly match for, uh, for everybody, for beginners, uh, new shooters, all the way up to experienced shooters, right? We try to make it challenging on both ends, you know, from, from our, for our uh, beginners all the way up to the more experienced guys. 
And uh, this has been the fourth year now that this match has been going on. And uh, we've been growing every year. Uh, this year was, I think, not to say more difficult, but I think everybody is because of the times with uh, the pandemic going on, right. and ammo crisis going on, right. and primer crisis for all the diehard reloaders. Yeah, I'm from Alabama. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a pandemic <laughs> yeah. going on? <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. Up here in New York, yeah, we got hit a little bit, right? Um, we saw a little uh, a little slowdown in, I think, uh, registration just because of because um, of the pandemic and ammo ammo uh, ammo crisis that's happening. But right. uh right. Makes yeah. really good sense. Jimmy, what was your thought when he brought it to you? Well, uh, again, I, I started shooting right around that same time with Anthony, and I did shoot it. We also shot a, uh, a knockdown steel match up in Massa uh, Massachusetts or something. Or, uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Walls, Island. Walls of Steel. Walls yeah. of Steel, yes. And uh, I loved it. It was fun. Um, I thought it was a, a great idea uh, to even further our sport so if you're new to shooting you're a little nervous about getting into competing running and gunning they kind of get a little taken back from that you shoot from a box right uh you hit steel you hear a sound it goes down instant gratification exactly. so i figured what a great idea let's get it going here so uh anthony started it i jumped in with him and uh because of guys like you uh our sponsors that that help this match move along uh the giveaways is was kind of my idea of this too right um we're not looking to make money uh we want to give everything back to the shooter this is like a fun match i noticed that you gave away an obscene amount of guns for just a two and a half day match what, yes. tell, how many guns you give away uh we're uh, this weekend we're gonna give away 15 guns that is amazing we that's 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 well on top of the 15 guns is probably about three four thousand dollars in prizes right maybe even more maybe about five thousand prizes, and there'll be five thousand dollars in payback cash oh you do payback as yes. well that is awesome. That is. How did you do that based on division, first, uh, second place? It's on division, and then it's a, it's a, it's a handicap system so that everybody has a shot at going. I have a formula that mm -hmm. I use, mm -hmm. um, and it seemed to work. When I when I figured it out, I looked at the uh, other knockdown steel matches, how they were paying out, and right. I was like, you know what? I want to kind of make this a little fair for everybody. So even if you're not the best shooter and you come in 50th, you still might walk home with a $100 bill. Very cool. So well, we it pays to, for your match. We, we need to get um, some of the USPSA guys out here that run the <laughs> USPSA this stuff and maybe add some new, new some new some ideas for the future. That's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, the payback seems it seems nice. You know, the prizes I think a draw. We started to um, a draw some. I'm going to say some um, our our shooters market. Mm -hmm. We started to grow a little bit. We started to see some uh, shooters come from elsewhere, out of state, to come in and shoot this. Uh, being New York. 10-round state, right. this is a great match for us because it's a 10-round game. Right. No matter what state you go to, even uh, the free states, quote-unquote, right? Yep. Uh, it's only 10 rounds per magazine. And there's a lot so, more targets than 10. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, we, we try to run 30, 30 pieces of steel per stage, six stages, and uh, you know as many magazines as you need. 60-second part-time we put on it just to try to make things flow along. Right. But uh, I'm going to say, you know, probably about 80% of our shooters are making under that 60 seconds for 30 pieces of steel, which, you know, it's, it's about right. And uh, shoot them as fast as you can. Knock it down. Should get a good time and win some prizes, win some money, have a good time, come out, barbecue, and, uh, you know, no, it's enjoy been, yourself. it's been great so far. And one other rule of thing I noticed when I travel to matches, it's like you said, when you drop your magazine here at this match, it's dead. Do not pick it up. They will send you home. So that's a good, I get that based on safety, bending down, the different way to handle yep. the gun when you do that. It makes sense to for you to have that rule in place. So that was a that was a different change I'd never seen before at this match. Well, because it, it, we have a lot of new shooters that come to this. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Exactly. Safety reason. We don't, you know, if they're not comfortable with the gun and, and, and we use this match too as a, as a learning experience for, for them. Right. My ROs know, listen, don't be yelling and screaming at them. Teach them, educate them about the sport. Right. Because we want them to come back. And because of this match that he started, our USPSA matches monthly. We have probably 15 matches here a year. Right. Uh, every weekend, there's something going on here. Right. And dramatically increase in and, our and, USPSA matches. And, and one thing about it that the listeners don't know, this is in the middle of the Hamptons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this is another experience altogether. And, you know, next to an airport where we're seeing lots of private jets fly in and out with with um, people that live here, lots of private helicopters and all kinds of things that you just don't see at a regular match. Plus, we, me and um, my mom, we drove down the Dunes Road yesterday all the way to the end. And How was that? Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw a commercial shrimping um, down there on the end where all the yeah. shrimp boats were. And I'm a huge shrimp guy, so that's that was a no-brainer to stop there and get pictures. <laughs> and then the, the two restaurants down there and just everything was just houses that I could tell were built in the 30s or 40s and houses that were built last week. I mean, it, it just so modern. So just a beautiful area to travel around and bring your family here and, and shoot a match and just and have time to go and just have a vacation at the Hamptons. Absolutely. It's something that people would um, just dream to do one day. And this is a great option if you're a shooter. So yeah, we are. Uh, how does that work? How's, how does this, how does the state, how does this side of the New York look at guns. What does that look like? So we're we're a, a hidden gem out here in, in out in uh, West Hampton, New York, right? Um, being coming from New York, like do, us doing a lot of traveling, our main group of guys that are pretty much volunteer to run the club here, do the most traveling at everybody. And we, wherever we go, we always get like, you New York, you guys even allowed to have guns in New York? <laughs> exactly. What are you doing here? You know, when we're, when you get, you know, we see you every <laughs> every major match that we're at, and uh, you know, we got to know a lot of people, but it's uh. It's been, I'm going to say in the past five years, we've really pushed to, to p grow the club in the mm -hmm. sense of uh, the USPSA and try to educate uh, the local community here. Um, from the USPSA, that morphed into uh, the Knockdown Steel, our Steel Challenge. Uh, we have IDPA, and we even have a cowboy club that runs out of here. How do you have time to travel to nationals like you always yeah. do? Who's <laughs> running the place when you're gone? Uh, we have <laughs> The staff that we have is incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's amazing how many uh, I, we were talking and um, somebody asked us if we would hold a sectional here. And if I knew that I would love to do it. Right. Um, it just to try and convince everybody that you're allowed to come here. It's OK. Right. You know, and 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 it's we're getting there. Um, we have friends from Pennsylvania that, you know, we shoot at a club out there on Alani. And that's kind of like a home away from home. Yeah. You know, so we can go there and shoot our guns the yep. way they're supposed to be done. Yep. I, saw, um, I saw Charles Muley that's yes. here from Connecticut. So yeah, we brought, yeah. some, brought some people in. And so. you know what? And they come here and they see it and they're like, wow, yep. these guys are good. These, this is cool here. You know, it's... It's yeah. not. It's not the New York they think it no, is. I, I will. I will one hundred percent agree with that statement yeah. because that's one thing. It's all about education, and we yep. talked about that before. But it's just like people when there's a match in California, everybody freaks out. I got to yeah. go to California. Well, guess what? California doesn't care what you bring in. Just take it home with you, and it's <laughs> yeah. easy to get in and out of California. And we. I even talked to Anthony in detail, probably about probably about a month and a half before this match, because I was ready to bring the Magical Mystery Tour up here with all the guns and everything else. And Anthony's like, dude, we'll get you a police escort. We'll do what it takes to get you here. No big deal. He goes, wait, stop. However, if you're going back to the hotel or, or the resort, wherever you're going to, and somebody rear-ends you, 
you may have a really tough 24 to 48 hours you don't want to be a part of because yeah. it will we'll help you through this process. But once this happens, it's going to be out of our hands if we're not going to be there to, you know, to, to have people stand down because, you know, they're, they're going to invite their friends to see what kind of, you know, deal they just busted here. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I carry a lot of, like, I'm, I'm always looking for that one day when I get pulled over and somebody goes, what's, what's in, in the, the back? back? Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to say, well, what you need to do is let me adjust the van where people can't see it driving down the road. Invite all your friends yeah, because yeah. I've got a lot of stuff that y'all probably never seen before. Right. So, and hopefully this is going to go over well in most of your states. Yeah, but, um, but that was, that was a big, that was a big deal, but the people coming to New York, this is not a big deal to shoot this match because I got a, people in New Jersey. There's a, there's a huge shooting community in New Jersey. There's a huge you know, all around this area that I can yep. see a section match working, but it's going to take that education, just yes. like you're saying. So yeah. it's going to take the education, and it's tough. We understand, like uh, being a ten round state, you know, mm -hmm. the open division gets hurt, mm -hmm. um, our, our karyotics division will get hurt, mm -hmm. and uh, we understand that. But it is, hey, you know what? Come practice in your reloads. You know, we've been uh, all our open shooters here are used to shooting. Uh, ten, you know, open ten here and out in Long Island, out of Long Island, New York, and we do it. You know, we get to practice in, and then when we go elsewhere, we get to play with, uh, you know, regular uh, well, uh, free in the free states. Th this explains right? why you're so good when you have to reload once with your infinity. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, you're fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not an issue for you. So it's always I've gotten this. We've gotten this question multiple times. Like we go to the major matches, and like everyone's like, "You're an open shooter. Why do you have so many mag pouches on?" I'm like, "I'm from New York. You know, we look like the uh, the open porcupines with all the mags sticking out of our, our belts." So. Yep. Uh, it's a it's a different um, it's different in the sense of of uh, the game that we play here with the open ten and for carry optics ten and PCC ten mm -hmm. and um, you know trying to get the education out. Hey guys, you can come you can come to these matches here in New York. Come on out, see what we got to offer. Like you mm -hmm. said, this is a nobody really knows you know what the, everybody thinks New York and everyone's thinking New York City. Like we talked about this, right? right. New York, New York City. But uh, what else is here in New York to offer out? Especially out here in Long Island, where the right. club is located. Um, there's so much to do. Bring the family, um, whether you're camping or want to stay at a nice hotel and enjoy right. the beaches or the the uh, beautiful restaurants out in the water, like we did Friday night. It was right. a good night. Oh right? man, what a great restaurant we went to! What was yeah. the What was the name of the place again? Claudio's. Right? Claudio's, and yeah. we, the owner actually came and sat down with us. That was a really, really nice experience. So, good guy. So cool. Torres, yeah. good guy. But um, limited ten. So let's go back to the little USPSA. Yeah. Everybody's always like, kill this division, kill this division, do this, do that. You know, you hear from other people that live in other areas. How do you feel about that when they say that coming from an area where you can only have him? What does that make you feel like, Jimmy? Well, it, um, right now there's a, a case that's going to be heard in the Supreme Court next session. Tell me more. About our uh, magazine limits. So we, we have our fingers crossed okay. that they, uh, they find it unconstitutional and... Uh, that next day, we're planning a sectional match, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, once we can get rid of that mega. Our biggest, our biggest uh, concern and issue is getting here is no problem. It's just leaving. Right. If you're flying in. If you're driving in, uh, you're still covered under uh, FOPA, right. you know, Federal uh, Owners Protection Act. Okay. So, you can come and go to the mat. We have on our website, we have the NRA sanction letter. Right. that You can make a copy and you just carry it with us. We're, you know, again, like you said, we travel all over. We're educated. So, when we leave New York... We have more paperwork. They look at us, the TSA, and goes, wow, what's all of this? I said, well, we're just showing you what we got. Right. And it just makes it easy, the process easier, in and out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can leave here with my guns easier than I can come back from Las Vegas. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's, that's true. That's we've, had more, we've, had, we've had more problems traveling throughout the country and other airports leaving mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. coming out of, uh, leaving out of New York with, uh, with firearms. Right. Know? proper paperwork what are we doing where are we going and just like that we're on our way there's really really is no issue i actually tell everybody i'm like 
it's actually easier, easiest for us to leave at a JFK in New York, at a New York City, than it is. We've yep. had problems uh, down down south. I've had problems. My biggest problems was Las Vegas yeah. coming through, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure you probably see it doing all the traveling. Every every airport has their own uh, rules and regulations. We all think it should go by, you know, the same same rules across the country, right? TSA, right. Uh, TSA right. law. No, every, every airport is something different. And, uh, you know, we figure it out along the way as we go. And we try to educate everybody else here at the club that... Uh, decide they're going to get into the traveling and everything. They usually call one of us and reach out. And, and you know, at the beginning, they're all kind of nervous and freaked out about it. And we kind of coach them, hey, do this, this, and this. Have your paperwork. Make copies of your paperwork. Yeah. Well, if I ever fly, I always I keep a good friend of mine's phone number with me named Cesar Sanchez or Rudy Project. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he does a lot with the TSA. He goes, you call me if anything goes up. I'm like, all right, yeah. done. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of my um, my ace and under the sleeve. Thank you. So we uh, we do the same. Like I'm always the liaison. We go up to that ticket counter. Right? We got to declare some firearms, law enforcement. And then, right. uh, I got eight other guys with me. Oh, okay, you know, we do do most of the talking, and we get we get through on our way. So. We left at a JFK one time, and he flags down one of the TSA guys, and he goes, "All right, come on, get all your guys together." So there's like eight, ten of us. Oh wow! And we're sitting in the middle of the airport, so now, and there's two uh, TSA agents with us, and of course, nosy New Yorkers, what's going on over there? What's going on over there? And some goes, "Okay, so you guys got firearms? Yes, I need to see them." So we look at him and says, "You want to see them all?" <laughs> yeah. He goes, uh, yeah. So we started opening up our cases. Oh, and, my yeah, goodness. <laughs> and there's 40 guns in the middle of JFK Airport. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God. Are they all unloaded? Here's all the paper. Yes, I, I close it back up. Yeah. <laughs> Is he ever, you probably see the guy now. He just waves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're doing their job. And, yeah, uh, they are. They are. You know, and, and, and we, know, we know the game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We love this game, so we do what we have to do to go play. That is wonderful. Yeah. So, Jimmy, let's start with you. What got you into shooting in general? What, what, what did it go back to your parents? What, well, what, I mean, I, I always loved the shooting, uh, shooting the fire. It's just something about you put a gun in your hand and just the power you have with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just a target shooter shooting from a bench, um, and then. During the ammo crisis, I want to say somewhere like 2012, 13, I think mm-hmm. it was, where it was real bad, I was online getting ammo, and uh, I met a guy there, and he's like, oh, you got to check out this uh, competition stuff they do. So I was like, all right. I went to Freeport, and uh, I went and watched the match. I went, oh, my God, I think I'm in love. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then I met uh, a good guy there, uh, Jeff Paulson, who happens to be our president here. Okay. And uh, I introduced myself to him. And we've been best friends since. Did you ever do any formal training or anything? No, none. It's all self-taught. No, yeah. And what did you start off when you started first shooting competition? What, USPSA? Uh, US P- IDPA, what were they doing? Uh, no, USPSA, okay. limited 10. Yes. Limited 10, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, started off with a Glock 34, and uh, it, it got crazy from there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very, yes. But hmm. uh, I, it doesn't take long to get addicted to this game. It's just, it's so much fun. The shooting community itself is is probably the, the nicest, friendliest people I've ever met, uh, regardless of who you are, what you are. If you come to a shooting match, you could literally go to anyone at that match and ask them something, and they'll be more than willing to talk to you about it, help right. you, show you. Uh, and we lead by example here, and that's my thing. I. Again, you heard me this morning with my ROs. Yes. This is a learning experience. Do not be yelling at them. Help them along. Educate them about this sport, this game, and let's have fun today. Nice. And hopefully that'll bring them back again. So what did your family think when you went into this? Uh, uh, well, my wife is a, uh, emergency, was an emergency room nurse. She's retired now. But uh, 
she was all good about it. You know, had, you know, she wasn't a very big gun person back in the day. Okay. But, um, she from New York? Uh, she is. Okay. Uh, she was born in New Jersey, but she, okay. uh, yeah, she grew up in New York. And uh, I started shooting. And then uh, one day she decided, I want to go check that out. And uh, she now has her own pistol license and has a few guns. And, uh, right. and she's here today. And uh, hopefully this afternoon I'm going to sneak her out there a little bit and maybe shoot a stage or two. And, uh, yeah, she loves it. I got uh, My kids are into it now. Right. Uh, I have uh, two daughters. One's a nurse practitioner. The other one's uh, an assistant DA in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. And she's up for the weekend, so they're going to come out Sunday afternoon and right. we're gonna spend a little time with Daddy. Now, you said something there about you should get her own pistol permit. I didn't think that was allowed in yeah. New York. How, what did, what did that, well, tell me more about that situation. It's um, How do you do that? Well, you've got to fill out an application okay. and uh, submit it to uh, your local uh, police headquarters, uh, what county you live in. Okay. Um, and it's only supposed to take six months, which is the state law. But nowadays, they're probably up to somewhere around 18 months. Wow. And they do a big background check on you and uh, talk to your uh, family and your neighbors. And how do you feel about them having a gun? And They, they actually talk to your neighbors. Well, they can. They ask for references, where you live. Yes. And uh, well, well, I don't. That's the communist government we have in New York neighbors. right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't> exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, you know what? I, I haven't heard anybody really have any issues. Okay. Um, and, and believe it or not, out here in the West Hampton, this is part of the East End. So all the firearms uh, licenses are handled by the Sheriff's Department. Okay. Uh, the Suffolk County Sheriff is a Democrat. Okay. And he's a pro-gun guy. Well, tell me more. How did this? How did, uh, I, you know what? I have no idea, okay. but he's very pro. He's a very pro gun guy. I'm shocked. Right. Um, I know quite a few of the uh, Suffolk County sheriffs, uh, a couple of the firearms instructors that they have there. And uh, I've talked with them and they said, Jimmy, trust me, he might have a D next to his name politically, yes. but he's not a Democrat. Okay. Um, and he's the only one on Long Island that issues carry permits. Wow. Now, now in New York, in, in our county, the counties um, uh, stipulate what kind of uh, permit you have. Okay. Um, New York State, there's only two, a business and a carry. Okay. But now your county that you live in puts restrictions on it. Okay. So they call that a may issue. Okay. So they may issue you one and they make the criteria for getting that completely insane. So to where you're not going to get one out in, in the sheriff's here, they will issue. Okay. So as long as you show that you, you're probably, I think there's an eight hour course that they take at one of our local gun stores okay. and you show proficiency and he's giving you your license. Okay. And uh, that makes us feel good. I did not know that about New York at all. Yeah. So that's, see, yep. that's one of those things about education. So yes. it's possible unless you're in Manhattan, that's a different ball game altogether, which I'm sure Anthony will get into yes, because yeah. Anthony is actually a New York police detective yep. in Auto Manhattan. Park. Yep. All, yeah, all of New York City. All yeah. of New York City. Yep. And that alone opens a lot of questions for me because all major cities, not just this one that we're in now, are um, going crazy because of the lack of... Um, accountability and you how many to your knowledge i know you don't have an exact number probably but i hear stories that um police officers are saying i'm done i'm out 
I got to go. I can't do this. My my reputation's not worth it. My pension's not worth it. My life's not worth it. Um, me being on the news for no reason's not worth it. How many police officers are left during this time that you know of? So, um, well, from from New York City alone with the NYPD, we the supposed number is last I heard was that last year we had approximately five thousand five thousand officers uh, retire within the year with all this craziness going on with the. Um, in New York State, we had a uh, bail reform uh, passed. So it's pretty much, we talked about this, right, uh, on our way to dinner, uh, the New York State bail reform, where it, it, the stipulations for setting bail and holding somebody, uh, or overnight, or even, you know, setting bail to hold them for their court dates, has become so uh, so high, or string, uh, stringent, I should say, in, in the state of New York, that that, I believe, has become the problem. Um, so so you're, you're telling me that an organization like in Minneapolis made it where there, people were donating money that were actors and stuff to put the fund for this? Or is this something that was executed by the... Who was this executed by? So this is uh, executed by the governor, governor. right? Yeah. The governor, yeah. The so this governor. is actually passed, yeah. yeah. New York State bail reform is statewide, so... Um, so certain- t- tell me what that means. I If I'm a criminal and I make a crime and I go to jail, what does that look like? Well, it's going to be very hard for you to get to jail, first off, in New York State. Well, to actually get to get sentenced n- for a crime. Not me, because, okay, so I'm, I'm talking about just in general. What yeah, happens just, to an individual? Just in general. So um, so you get arrested for, it could be even, even felony charges. There are stipulations. I just don't know off the top of my head of what what uh, what is the changing point of what felony. You know, uh, they will hold bail, mm-hmm. but there's not many anymore. It's almost pretty much like a, almost murder and up, which is what else is left to murder, right? Um that they will set bail, okay? So anything okay. below, uh, below, I'm going to go homicide or murder. Okay. Um, you're going to be arrested, brought to a precinct, giving, given a desk appearance ticket, um, and then pretty much that's that ticket to come, please come back to court. So at that point, you know, any real criminal uh, out there probably is not showing back up to court, right? It's just like what's happening at the at the at the border right now. Pretty mm-hmm. much, it's They're, just catch and release. That's what we call it. It's catch and release. You, you, you them, as a police officer yourself call it catch and release. That's that's, just, is, that's what it is. Oh, you're catching, you know, so bad. you're putting handcuffs on somebody, a criminal, right? Committed crime, and then bring them in. We do our paperwork, we document mm-hmm. it, and here you go. Here's your ticket. Please, please come back to court. Now, you're a detective. Yep. Your job is to investigate for to bring charges for supporting a district attorney to have a case correct correct how do you do your job it's difficult um it's difficult in the term of uh of the prosecution so we know we could go through um and put together these these you know excellent case you know criminal case that might we might investigate a crime crimes crime or crimes for you know months on end if not you know year or two and then uh all of a sudden you know we we may we take the case down you make an arrest Charges are filed, and then what is the district attorney's actually going to prosecute? You know, no district attorney wants a negative, uh, a loss, an L on their record, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when that whole game, we call it the Walla Walla game, comes into play where it's, all right, let's make that deal, right? right? What are you going to plead guilty to? And sometimes it comes down to, like, you're doing all this work, you know, years of investigation, and then all of a sudden, ah, they're going to get, you know, three years when you're, you know, three years time or three years probation, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And you're like, we just put just put two years into this case you know we have we generated all these charges these felony charges and uh this is it. We, they've done x y and z we can prove it 100 percent proof right and you know it's what is what is a jury we it all goes down to as what do we believe a jury is going to, to be able to convict so uh it's hard it's hard to it, it's it's hard in the sense um 
it's hard work to do and then a lot of time and money spent resources spent and mm-hmm. then it's hard in the sense of uh you do all this work you know try to do good work to protect and yeah eh, it might go to the wayside so with everything that's going on in major cities without being specific what do they have you and are you investigating stuff around or you like or homicides or that's something that is something we can keep you in jail for that you said or we are investigating car theft that you just get catch and release what what do you what do you what do you what's your investigation look like now with things so like they are uh my, my investigation my per se is um is mostly uh auto crime right anything pertaining to vehicles okay um the NY, the NYPD that i work for is uh is just a tremendous <laughs> tremendous law enforcement organization right we have uh Right now, I think they said it's currently like 32,000 officers. So there's so many different departments within the NYPD. There's 250 separate departments, we would say, with, within the NYPD that you can, you know, everybody has their own little forte of what unit you're, mm-hmm. uh, what unit you're assigned to and what you're investigating. So uh, mine now at this point, current point is uh, auto crime division. So anything with cars, like stolen vehicles, uh, drugs, guns, and cars, anything of mm-hmm. that sort, motorcycles, anything that has a VIN number. Actually, we even deal with construction equipment. Right. So anything that has a vehicle identification number, that's what we're dealing with. That's what we investigate. Whether it's guys stealing them, uh, selling stolen parts, right. uh, anything that any type of crimes against uh, vehicles. Have you seen that? Uh, on the uprise as well with everything going on everything is on the uprise and uh. everything's on the uprise but yes the uh the vehicle the vehicle crimes have been uh, you know dramatically increasing right over well, the this, past year or two well out here in um the Hamptons seems like kind of a, a quiet place i don't see much things happening are there are there many vehicle thefts out here or stuff like that um you you do get them you do get them, um, not as much as we're going to say, you know, that's going on in, in, within the city limits, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they, they do happen. You'd be surprised. And uh, I think it's, we, we call it, it's a crime of opportunity, really. Okay. If you happen in this, like, suburban setting, it's, you know, us us trustworthy folk that are out here living here in these nice communities, leaving keys in the cars, cars are unlocked. And right. uh, it's someone that's coming out looking, we call them, you know, they're looking for that crime um the opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. there's that one opportunity, oh, that car's unlocked and it's easy to take, you know. You, you told me a story about during COVID at its height, because the Hamptons and everything was open. People were moving out here to bring their kids to school and everything else because New York City was shut down. But the Hamptons area was kind of open. And you said people were actually renting houses from the city to come out here and do crime. Yeah. I'm not going to say, it's not to say, okay, it's coming out here just to do crime. Okay. Um, might be what was what we saw happening was that they were coming out here renting houses, uh, long term rentals, like a week or a weekend, to throw parties. Okay. So what happened is, you know, New York City shut down, so you know, uh, city never sleeps. Your your bars, your clubs, and all that stuff is shut down. So people are we can get out to this out to the Hamptons here, rent the house, could throw a house party. We don't have a club anymore, so let's throw a house party. Right. And then with the house party, you know, the drunkenness and and the partying comes uh, riffraff and. What pertains there, what could happen there is possibly crimes, right? People that aren't supposed to be there show up at these uh, at these parties and who do, somebody doesn't want somebody there, then mix alcohol into it and we got a nice, you know, we're just taking that uh, that match and, and dangling that fire, you know, over that match over that gasoline. Right. And then that's what was happening. You know, that's what we were talking to some law enforcement out here in the island. You know, they saw a little increase of, uh, of crime happening. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like we said, it's not really the people that are living here. It's kind of the people that are coming, you know, out here to enjoy the party, you know. Right. So that that was the increase out here. Um, 
and came with that is some vehicle theft out here uh, as well. But most of it, um, I think throughout the whole state, everything is on an increase, on an increasing level going up. And right. I think we can see it in the whole country. Yeah, you see these numbers do. that it's, are going across. It's at every state, but just when you have a major city like this with such a, um, you know, I, I I visited New York, you know, what, six years ago. And um you said you don't need to now. It's a whole nother situation of New York. It's yep. not. It's not the same. You say it's almost like it was back in the in the nineties. Yeah, 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 the inner. Yeah, and low, Manhattan, Lower Manhattan is uh is is turned back. You know, turn back time. We, we can call it right. Turn back time to right. those late eighties and early nineties. People are seeing it. Um, it's just the, I, the accountability. You know, I think that's everything in life, right? If you're not right. held accountable for what you're doing, then. Uh, you know, screw it. There's no you know, repercussions, right? So accountability, but at these state levels and the courts and everything, not to say it's uh, the, the people doing their job, but it's mm-hmm. kind of these laws that were set in place, right? right. If you know you're not going to be, you know, oh, I'm not going to jail for, for a crime I'm going to commit. Right. What's the incentive not to commit the crime? Wow. Right. I'm going to look to get over and uh, do what I want to do. And all right, it's a slap on the wrist. I'll take a ticket and I got to go to court. Maybe it's annoying or maybe I don't even show up to court like most people. Right. All right. Um, then at that point, it's just say, hey, please come back to court. We but, issue yeah, a warrant, but, and please come back, and let's do it so, all over again. So let's walk real quick walk through that. So if somebody issues a warrant. They don't go to court. They're going to issue another warrant. Then they're going to go to jail again, get processed. Yeah. And then they, there's no bond there either. You're still gone. Yeah. At some, at some point, there are. There is, I'm going to say. Like, yeah. I think maybe three, four strikes type of deal. You know, <laughs> if you come in and out so many times, the judge, the judge might turn around and say, hey, you know what? Enough's enough. Let's. Uh, so the judge has the power to override the governor with bail reform? So on certain on certain cases, yes. I don't want to give you which I don't want to say which ones because I don't it. know off the top of my no, head. I, I want to you know give incorrect information out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they do it at certain cases. Um, I think there's like flight risks, mitigations, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, they they do have. But up until a certain point, you know, it's kind of like a you know a checklist. All right, you committed this, and can we look, go look at the list? Nope, I can't. You know, can't set bail. So. Come on back. Now, Jimmy, you mentioned earlier about a court case that's coming up. Do you stay real involved with the Second Amendment and the Constitution on that? Uh, well, yeah, sure we do here in, in New York. I mean, just traveling the country and whatnot and, and seeing what's available to us, and mm-hmm. we can't have it here. Right. But literally, I can drive an hour, and it's different. Right. You know, so it's just not fair. So, yeah, we keep up on it. You know, we've been beat down so many times, but we're not giving up. Okay. You know, so... I'm not getting any younger, but hopefully for the next generation and the shooters that are coming up and we're uh, trying to educate, uh, we'll pray that it'll it'll work out for them. No, I get it. I get it. You know what? What do you see next for you know the Long Island Practical Shooters Association? What, what's your what's your goals? Besides, you got a section championship. You're talking about. Well, yeah. if um, we'd like the to day, the day that the day that court's released. Well, we run, we uh, well. We stay busy here. We, uh, on top of this match, which is probably our, our biggest match that we do run, again, I said our uh, USPSA matches um, have have doubled in size in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So uh, we stay pretty busy just with that. Right. Um, you know, we have a you know a, a Long Island uh, you know big match you know at the end of the year, and uh, we've got people now coming from Pennsylvania, Jersey, Connecticut, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Rhode Island. Uh, 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 who's the Area 7 director? Uh, Lee Cabana. Yes, Lee Cabana. Yes. Uh, I think he's up in Maine, maybe, or? Um, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire, Maine, yeah. He comes down here now and shoots with us. So, nice. Uh, yes. Nice. Um, people are getting to know us. That's. Uh, and, and like I was saying, we have such a dedicated staff here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've got, you know, you know, the five of us on the board, I've probably got, uh, Anthony is our head quartermaster here and he's probably got four or five guys that take care of the range for us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I give Anthony a call. I tell him, listen, we need boards up on hundred, this, that he organizes it with his guys and it's done. Uh, and we try and give our members here the best shooting experience they can have. How many members that you have here do you think are um, LE? Uh, well, we have 300 members. Um, there's probably, oh, geez, active LE, probably not a whole lot, maybe 20, 30. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. The yeah, majority are civilian. Wonderful, um, wonderful. But we, as unique as that is, what's even more unique is... Like you said, you heard the helicopters and stuff next door. We also have the 106 rescue wing from the Air Force and the 103 PJs okay. uh, are on base right here across the street. Um, they train here. Really? Yes. Uh, we uh, we made a deal with them so that they can train because there's no place on Long Island that they can train. Uh, so this is the only gun range on Long Island? No, it's not the only one, but it's the okay. only one that you can do what they need to do to oh, train properly. train, train. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bet. Train, train. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also have Custom Border Patrol that trains here. Right. Believe it or not, they can't shoot on a federal range. So they reached out to me, says, can you help us out? I said, absolutely. Border Patrol cannot shoot on a federal range. Yeah. Uh, okay. I won't go into the, uh, but Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I blew on mine too. I mean, I, so I have Custom Border Patrol and I have Homeland Security Investigations. They train here also because I will close the range down for them and they can do their uh, their training that they need to do. I don't know why I didn't bring the van. I'd have been okay. Yes, <laughs> there's, so, there's so many people I could have. Next it, year, next it, year, it, it'd next have been year. okay. I, I'm, I could, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. toughen up and bring the van. But we are, we are super pro LE and military here. So oh, that's wonderful. Um, and, you know, on one hand, it washes the other. They take care of us, too. They get mm -hmm. us stuff that we can't get, and uh, they help out whenever they can. Right. Um, and, you know, they're renting the range from us, so it, it's it's helping keep the cost down for our members. Mm -hmm. um, this is a pretty exclusive club. I mean, there's not a lot here, but there's only 300 members, believe it right. or not. So um, it, it's a unique experience. You don't have to shoot from a bench. You can literally go into a pit, set up your own stage, and practice it. Wow. Hour after hour, if you'd like. Yeah. You, being with the New York Police Department for almost ten years, Anthony, do you have you talked to other police officers about coming here to train and shoot? Yeah. So, um, with the uh, with the well, within the NYPD, the, uh, the sports program that they have, there's there's a, a huge sports program program that's that's run through NYPD, and maybe I gotta say thirty, forty different teams, all different sports. So, we have uh, an NYPD shoot action shooting team. So they guys, they come out and they. Um, they use our range. Uh, they're here. That's right. For, I saw their jerseys. That's yeah, what that yep. was. That's right. Okay, good. So uh, a bunch of guys are here from the team shooting. Um, we have, uh, you know. Oh, well, there, mean, if there's 30-something thousand police officers, this place, if we're got around, place could <laughs> pack up really quick well, with you, a match. <laughs> you think, you'd think that. You would think that. But uh, it's, you know, how many people are really into the into the guns and really into it like uh, like we are. You Let know, the diehards about and, it. Which brings a great question. Do you think, I've asked this on a lot of different episodes, do you think the word competition yes. keeps people away? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. People get, people are scared. People get nervous. Why? Everyone's like, oh, you know, I, I'm not a very good shooter. A New Yorker, they don't gets, be. A New Yorker gets, gets scared. <laughs> a New Yorker gets, yeah, even the New Yorkers get scared, right? Especially with the... Uh, I don't know what I've seen. Y'all ain't scared, scared of anything. <laughs> <laughs> with the, when you throw that competition word in that's there, that's it. That's the scary part. You know, people are going to be judged, right? People are going to be watching. Okay. Oh, I'm up there shooting, you know, by myself. 
people are going to be watching. Yeah. People are going to be, uh, you know, all eyes on me, and they're going to see right. how, how well I do. And then it comes to sense, too, that we get a lot is, like, people think, oh, I'm a cop. I'm supposed to be, like, really, yeah, I should be really proficient with my firearm. Right. And that's not all, that's not all the time with, with police officers, right? Well, see, that, how do we overcome the word competition to get more people into the shooting sports where they don't have that fear because that's what i've been trying to evaluate talking to different people in different regions well, well jimmy what's your thoughts well no it's a competition though they you you have to have that will to want to compete to get better um and that's why we start with with you know um steel challenge um we do a couple of outlaw steel uh shoots that are just really fun to shoot and we let them shoot 22 caliber so right. if you're short on ammo shoot your 22 up because everybody's got thousands of rounds of that yeah um and then we do like a defensive pistol which is is kind of um you know we have a couple of guys that do private training here and whatnot and uh you know they'll show you how to you know properly you know slice that pie and right and once they it only takes one match. Mm-hmm. And once they shoot that one match, they get that adrenaline feeling, and it's like, okay, I came in, you know, last today. I got to do better. Okay, that, that's you good. Know? And then they and they're hooked, and then they're reaching out to you, and and right. you know, and we steer them in the right direction, get them to take lessons. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, but that that word competition those is the scary word, right? Yeah. The scary, the scary c word. Yeah. But we try to. Everybody I talk to, I always try to. Uh, which, like Jimmy's saying, try to steer them kind of into some of these other matches. Hey, this doesn't take gear. You don't got to go out. Come shoot at one of our our monthly. We do a monthly knockdown steel match that became popular after, I think, the first. This is our fourth year running the, the right. Long Island Steel shootout. Right. And uh, after that, the mat, one of our, Mike Winslata, our match director, said, hey, why can't we do this every month? We got a free weekend. So we're like, oh, yeah, why not? And we need to big this big match, throw out, you know, throw out 15, 20 pieces of steel, and right. we'll be out of here in a couple hours. And who doesn't like shooting steel? And it's a very um, introductory level. Like we said, you come out, you're standing in a box. Uh, you could either load from a magazine, uh, load from a belt, or put your magazines on the table. So you don't need equipment. Just bring a gun. That. I heard that. It was cool. Bring a gun and bring magazines. Mm-hmm. That's it. Leave the gun bag, put it on the table, unbag it, go sure. from a low ready position, and you're good to go. You're, you're, in, you're in the game. You know, you're learning. You're learning yeah. the sport. You're learning the commands. You're learning how to be safe. Um, that's what we try to steer guys towards, you know. Instead of okay, what type of gun should I be shooting? What division I'm in? What type of gun? Uh, what type of uh, ammo? You know, nine or forty should I be shooting? You know, what are the what are the rules? What are the uh, the power factors and all right. that? But just hey, let's get them. Let's get you get you get your feet wet. See if you like this. Because if you like this, you're going to be liking the other stuff that's coming. You know. Well, I have to say, I've been to a lot of ranges. I think you have the the largest safe area. That's behind us right now in the in the in the industry because this is looks like it's almost like twenty four foot by thirty foot. It's a it's a huge safe area. I saw this morning everybody was up there, you know, all turned up, and I was like going, "Oh, that's a safe area, and it's like a it's like a deck." Yeah, it's it's our uh, our our safety our safety deck, right? I have have plans for that area. (laughs) See another berm in the future, another map, yeah, or a clubhouse maybe. Oh, nice, but uh, yeah. And Anthony was uh, just to touch too, uh, yes. you know, when he mentioned guys, we also have probably one of the largest contingency of women that shoot here now. We yeah, have a yeah. group of well, they they yeah, name themselves the, the well on women, yeah, yeah. yes, and uh, 
they literally come here now. They're training with some instructors and whatnot. Wonderful. And they'll come down with 30, 40 women. And there's probably about 20, 30 of them now that are religiously, they come here now and shoot. Yep. And they yeah. all came by the Hunter's HD Go Tent and got demos today. Excellent. So that was good, a great, good. great good. day. So you, you did you start Team Infidel? That's a shooting team? Uh, you, you know did? what? Believe Is that it your team? Believe it or not, it was Jeff. Okay. Um, and it, it started uh, when we started competing. Okay. We all wanted to squad with each other. So okay. back in the day on practice score, you could put in your notes. Okay. If you want. So as a, as a code, we said, you know what? Put Infidel. Okay. As a, a code so that we could all, then all the friends could t- squad together. Right. And then he looked at me and I went, yeah, let's start this. Well, Team Infidel for the state of New York is perfect. So. Well, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know what? And I, I mean, I'm not bragging about it, but I think we were like one of the first bigger teams. Mm-hmm. And now you see them popping up everywhere. So you're the reason Joe at Techware got started. So uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I tell you what, Joe uh, and Joe, te- Joe's our biggest sponsor here. Yes. Um, he's local. Yeah. And uh, Joe and Bob, they just can't do enough for the sport. They, they're a bunch of nicest guys. They really are. I and got to go by their shop and learned a lot of things the other day. I'm going to do a post about it later on. Definitely. I've got some interesting things that I had no idea how Techware was done. And yeah, I'm it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. And um, you got a lot of sponsors, you you know, that support Team Infidel? Uh, we do. Uh, uh, Hunter's HD Gold that we're very <laughs> proud of. Um, and every guy that comes up to me and goes to your booth and gets a glasses and goes to pays for it. And um, they're quite appreciative of what you do for us. Um, and, and they love the glasses. Who doesn't? Uh, duh. Uh, I, I wear mine daily now. You know, it's uh, they're great. It's a great product. Uh, Scott from Premier Ear. Yeah. Super, super nice guy. Yep. Um, we met him. Actually, Anthony, about three years ago, three, four years ago in Florida, maybe? Longer than that. Five I mean, years he, Yeah. We, I think it was one of the Florida Open or maybe even Nationals down there or yeah. something. Right. And I remember I, I, I tried a pair of his ears. I was like, so much more comfortable than some of the vendors that we right. dealt with up here. And I was like... <laughs> Uh, we got to get him up here. So, so Anthony started yeah, working him a little bit. You got to bust his hump a little bit before. We were talking about it last night. We were sitting down relaxing. He said, you know, I know the first time, uh, I remember the first time he came to me, he said, hey, so about four years ago, before I was going to start to do this first one, I said, hey, I think, you know what, you should, would you be interested in coming to my match in New York? I'm, I'm estimating maybe about 300, mm-hmm. two to 300 shooters. And we have a small, small market that travels, that sees you. So I think you could do all right. I said, there's a lot, you know, we have a pretty big, com- big community that would love to have your ears, have a custom set of ears, man. He looked at me like I was crazy. Like, where are you? He's like, I'm like, yeah. we're, we're in New York. And he's like, I kind of felt like, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, we'll talk about that. You know? And I was like, all right, he don't, he want nothing to do with us. But then next year, I saw next match or next year I saw him again. I said, Hey, doing that match again. You want to come up? I was like, you know what? Let's throw a feeler out there. I said, I'm gonna uh, let me sweeten the pot a little bit. We're gonna put out a like um, a survey on uh, registration to practice score. Who would be interested in having a set of uh, molds made if they if you come out to our match? And I think mm-hmm. it was like 70 over oh, 100 was, people yeah, that said, lot. hey, we want yeah, we'll have a set of molds made. So I said, hey, how about this now? He said, okay. And then last year was the first time. No, last year. Last year yeah, was last his year was first, first time. time. It was his first time. And uh, you know, he did well, and we're glad and glad to have him back. You he know? worked his tail off. Well, you know, Jimmy, you've been inviting me up here for you know over two years. Yes. now. And, and, uh, Scott was kind of like my guinea pig. Scott, go. Because I was the same thing. Like, yeah. well, one thing is, you know, my anxiety. To, when I had, I had to drive to New York, I didn't let my mom know. She was riding with me. I picked her up in North Carolina, and I, I was very 10 and 2 going through the turnpike and realizing what was getting ready to happen next. I was like going, 
oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and I made it through it, and all my anxiety went away. And there, I now know there's nowhere in the United States I can't drive to a match. So there that you was, go. That was the only you thing that held it, me right? up was driving. Was yeah, like yeah. one that part of that process where you were going to be bumper to bumper and the horns are honking everything's going and there is no patience and i found out i was a good driver in that situation because i'm the same way so it worked out i feel like i'm a little new yorker blood in me when i drive you're like so. a seasoned vet now <laughs> exactly, you get to go. You drive exactly. anyway you drive in new york you drive anyway exactly. Listen, i wish you could stay longer because there's a whole lot more here that we well, could show I, you I, yeah. I gotta go next to time next, i gotta go to texas next yeah. so. yes but anthony you're part of the big team infinity yeah. i mean yeah. i know you're how long you been with team infinity now oh uh, it's going on two years nice. yeah two years nice. yeah it's a it's a cool it's a great great family uh great great family uh family atmosphere you know good camaraderie yeah. and uh, anthony was a team infidel member but yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, yeah we kind of uh, started that. out the infidel and then they said well jeff said he goes it's like you know when you have a kid and he graduates from uh from the minor league and makes it to the major league you yeah, know exactly. and i was like oh that's pretty cool man thanks yeah. but yeah it's been two years and uh it's a great uh great experience man i mean Great camaraderie, the team, great family, you know, mm -hmm. owners down in out at Gordon, Texas. Yep. Uh, Brandon, Tiffany, you know, made uh, great products. I mean, you can't say anything more. I think pretty much everywhere you go, anywhere in the world, you could go and mention Infinity. And yep. Everybody knows what you're talking about, right? Everybody exactly. wants to put your hand on one. Hey, can I try? Hey, absolutely. You know, get yeah. come on. Let's go to Safe Air. Yeah. You know, let's go to a pit. Go to Safe Air. You want to pull the trigger? Let's get into a pit. Go ahead. More than happy. Uh, you know, put one in somebody's hand. Yeah. It's just like it's just like your glasses, right? You got to try them. Once yep. you, you you try it, try and believe in. You put it in your hand, and then the smiles from ear to ear, and you yeah. know you got them hooked. They're doing right? demo days at Affinity. Well, you they're sending out. guns out before you buy them? <laughs> oh, no. The, 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 okay, you're talking about the Infinity experience. Infinity experience. Yes. Come on out, right? Yes, yes. Even if you don't own an Infinity, come on out. We have Infinity guns uh, down at the, at the shop that you come on out and uh, nice. and uh, hang out for the weekend and, and get to shoot and play around in the, in the classroom and let, and let alone out on the, uh, out on the, the pits, right? A 60-acre facility down there with... Right. Uh, with nine nine pits and quite impressive, we have one pit down there that's uh, I think the berm. It's a two hundred yard berm pit. That's right. It's just tremendous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, it, the first I felt the same way. The first time I went down, I'm like, wow, look at this. I'm like, we could run some major down here. You know, talk, talking to Brandon and yeah. uh, you know who knows that that's in the works supposedly for the for the future. We'll see what happens nice. with that down there. Bring back the uh, the Infinity Open. They were talking about it. So maybe in the next uh, uh, couple a year or two, we'll see that hopefully come to fruition. Right. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a great opportunity, you know, kind of like a kid's little dream, you know, being yeah, being uh, in this sport, shooting, and then you know, with everything else, with life, being you know, f having a full time job, and then family and kids, and trying to like you know get better and, and you know get to the next level. It was uh, quite an honor. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, before we finish up, is there anything we missed you'd like to talk about or anything? We, I don't. Again, we. Uh we can't thank you enough. Um, I'm glad you made the trip, and um, I'm sure we're gonna uh, we're gonna see you again, if not here, somewhere around the country. I, actually, we'll see you at nationals, of yeah. course. Yeah. We'll yeah. see you back at the CMP this um, year. Yeah. We've seen each other a lot this year. So yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Virgin, are you at Virginia State by any chance? Um, I know I sponsored it, but okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure that I only know about two weeks ahead of me in advance where I'm going. Area on two, I think. Gotcha. There's a bunch of us going. Yeah, I'm not looking at going to area right, two good. this year. So yeah, uh, we're gonna we got the Techware guys and uh, some of the uh, team of Fidel guys and. Hopefully, actually, are you going to go? Or? No, I'm not going to be oh, there you for can, that. Yep. That was the world shoot that he was scheduled for. But yep. yeah, it could change now. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe next year it Sorry. makes it. It happens. Man, but, Colin's sick. 
Yeah. You supposed yeah. to be here this weekend? You supposed yeah. to be at work? What you do? Did you call in sick Anthony? No, this is actually I know we know this is happening, so I gotta put in my vacation days. Yeah. So I gotta okay. use my vacation days to run this match. Yeah, <laughs> good, yeah, good deal, good deal, good yeah. deal. Anthony, anything else you'd like to discuss we not talked about or something's on your mind? No, this is great, man. Um really enjoyed it. You know, I hope you're enjoying join yourself here, right? I, Please I, come I, back and I've had my eyes open to what New York is besides Manhattan. And of course I know there's upper New York and everything else, but it's yeah. to be over here next on the island and everything else and just seeing so many amazing things and the scenery and and deer hunting is uh, really really good here there's i hear there's a lot oh, yeah. of good deer hunters here <laughs> yeah so. come up do some deer hunting we'll do some trade i'll come down to you in alabama yeah. you come up here in long island i, th- I and, think uh, we do a home for home game like they do in football right. that's, yeah, that's yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. well good deal well if you ever need yeah. to get in touch with jimmy Byrne or anthony bruno they're easy to find on social media of course of course check out www.lipsa.us if you want some information about Long Island Practical Shooters Association. So in next time until I see you at the range, this has been Hunter's HD Gold Behind the Lens, and we'll see you soon.